Welcome back, everybody. Today is Wednesday, December 16th, and it is time for another episode of the Casuals Only Football Podcast, episode eight. And like Mike said from the get-go in the first episode, do not let the title of this podcast fool you. It's simply a play on words, a little funny title that we thought of. We are diehard football fans who are way more than just your casual watcher of one or two games on TV. However, one of our co-hosts, Josh the Ace Ace DeVito, is pulling some casual antics and will not be joining us today. So Mike Speranza and myself... He's on a bye week. (laughs) And myself, Kenny C, are going to carry the load today. Just give it a topic rundown. We will talk about the Ravens. Are they a serious Super Bowl contender? Talk about Jalen Hurts and our impressions on his first NFL start. We'll also talk about a quote made by Jets quarterback Sam Darnold and what we think they should do with their quarterback scenario. And after the big win over the Steelers by the Buffalo Bills on Sunday Night Football, we will talk about where we rank the Bills in the AFC. Mike, what's going on? I'm doing all right. We got this crazy snowstorm coming. Yep. But, you know, it feels good. It's cold out. December football, these games, you know, they mean a lot. And we're going to see some good games down the stretch. Oh, definitely. And uh, you you said it perfectly, man. When it gets nice and cold, that's the best time for football. And we're going to kick it off with the first topic. Will the Baltimore Ravens seriously contend for a Super Bowl? Well, this team, speaking of December football, cold weather, this team is, is built for that. And if you listen to us, you'll know the last episode, I was pretty high on them. And I felt they would win out, felt they'd beat the Browns Monday night, which they did. And I think they're going to get hot right now. But this is kind of tough for me to answer. I really like their roster. They really don't have any glaring weaknesses. People bring up their group of receivers, which I get isn't the best. But Hollywood Brown has potential. But he's had some drop problems. What really hurt them the most was losing Nick Boyle for the season to injury. Hayden Hurst being traded. As I mentioned before on the show, they are – really multiple with their running game. They love using two to three tight end sets when running the ball, and they just can't do that this year as effectively as they did last year. I really like what they do defensively. Easily the best cornerback trio when healthy. I love how aggressive they are at the line of scrimmage, and they have a pretty good pass rush to complement them. But I've said this before, it's going to come down to Lamar winning from the pocket, hitting those deep balls from the pocket, He was spectacular with his legs, which he always is, but he missed a couple of big throws on Monday night. Excuse me. The problem with him at times when he knows he's going to get hit and he has to drive it in there, he sometimes alligator arms it, doesn't follow through all the way, gets light on his feet, and that takes away from his power and his base, and it hurts his accuracy. That throw he missed to Mark Andrews this past Monday night, that's a good example They can run the football very well. We know that. But I don't think you can be so reliant on Lamar's running ability. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, whoever is back there also has to be efficient and consistent on their limited carries. And they were both really good Monday night. I'm not concerned with this defense. I think they have a championship caliber defense unless they face Derrick Henry. But it's going to come down to Lamar winning from the pocket. And if he can make some of those big throws, they will be really scary. It's tough to answer this question because they will be a wild card team. 
if they make the playoffs, they'll be facing either the Chiefs, Steelers, Bills, or Titans, all on the road. I know I just gave them a lot of love, and I did that on the last episode too, but I can't see them winning any of those games. So I'm going to have to go with no, but I think they will be a tough out. All right. So after what I saw in Monday night's game, in no doubt the best game of the year, oh, game one, of the, year. Game. one of the greatest Monday night football showdowns ever possibly, mm-hmm. and one that ace casual missed. <laughs> but uh, it definitely boosted – that game definitely boosted the Ravens' case for being able to contend for a Super Bowl. In a way, because, you know, they got a much-needed win against a solid team in Cleveland, a divisional rival at that. And they showcased how potent their rushing attack is and that their defense can make plays. Also, if you look back to last week's episode where I had Miami making the third wild card spot and uh, the Ravens not, that's mainly because um, I just made a dumb mistake and didn't factor in the Ravens there and, like, look at their schedule. Um, and I looked at the, the Raiders in Miami instead. And after this Browns win, it's clear to me that the Ravens could definitely win out, being as, you know, Big Blue's coming off a Jones, Daniel Jones turnover-filled loss to the Cardinals. And one can only imagine that blitz-happy Baltimore D and what, what it can do to him. Then they got the Jags this Sunday first, and then they end off with the Bengals. So I could easily see them winning out. And I had Miami going 2-2, two and two, so that obviously gives the Birds the one-up and, and the spot. But to answer the question – at hand, all right, let's say they do get the wild card spot and they're in the playoffs. There is something else to look at in Monday night's victory for me, and that's the reason why they won't be a serious contender in my eyes. For a huge majority of that game, you look at it, the Ravens' rushing attack led by Lamar was the sole reason why this team stayed in the game. Obviously, the, you know, the defense made some good plays, but Baker in the offense was on the money, especially Chubb and Hunt in the backfield. But Lamar, man, 122 yards on nine carries with two touchdowns. The Gus bus, Gus Edwards had a pair of touchdowns. Um, Dobbins had some nice first down gaining runs. Brown's defense simply could not stop them, similar to how the Ravens D couldn't stop Hunt and Chubb. But the passing game, Mike, you hit the nail right on the head. The passing game in this one was virtually non-existent for the entire game until Lamar, you know, showcased some crazy antics with a come-from-behind win crazy sack evading touchdown pass to Andrews and then led that field goal winning drive, obviously to win it. But had the rushing attack not been so effective, this team would have been done to me. This clearly has been the concern all year with football fans looking at the Ravens Lamar regressing from last season and how he's thrown the football and how effective he's been in doing so. So for me, even with how good their defense has been led by their DC Don Martindale, if it comes down to a big game and they have to face a team like the Chiefs, the Bills, the Titans, all teams that can beat you very effectively through the air and put up big points on the board, it's a no-go for me in them being able to reach the Super Bowl. Lamar clearly doesn't have the receiving weapons. Like you said, Mike, the loss of the two tight ends has definitely been big for them. And Marquise Brown just does not seem to cut it as a number one wide receiver. And you look at last year, despite despite having good passing stats in the game, Lamar did have two interceptions against the Titans, and the Ravens failed to put up points, which was the biggest thing and the craziest thing being as they had that record-setting points-filled season every game or points-filled game that entire season. The first and third quarters of that divisional loss, no points, and they only put up 12 to be exact. 
Their passing game has only gotten worse. And for that reason, I don't see them staying competitive with that offense to make the Super Bowl. Everybody loves yards. You know, it's, it's the hot, you know, sexy stat. But points are the big – you can give up a bunch of yards. Yeah. How many points are you giving up? And that's what they did that divisional round. He had a bunch of yards, but they didn't score. I don't remember how many points they scored exactly, but they didn't score a lot. It was 12, yeah. Yeah, they did not score a lot at all. But, you know, with Lamar, it's tough because – Say he developed a consistent passing game from the pocket, I think he, he's probably the best quarterback in the whole league because what he does with his legs, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, you can try to game plan for it, but you just, you know, if, if, unless you have the personnel, you just, just cannot just guard him. You <laughs> just cannot guard him. But their defense, like I said, is I, I really like their defense a lot. I know they kind of collapsed at the end of that fourth quarter. They gave up. 22 points you know but yeah. the Browns just you know Jimmy Smith got hurt and they started abusing Devontae Harris I mean they just kept going at him all night yeah. but overall I mean you know the Browns were hot for one week everybody was going crazy about them people not really thinking much of the Ravens just because they're not as dominant as they were last year and the Ravens went in and they took the dub yeah I still I'm with you I still had the Ravens winning that game just because I didn't trust Baker, but even he performed. I mean, this was just the – That pick was horrible. Yeah, that, that, that pick was, was huge. That could have changed the entire game mm-hmm. around. That's but, what I meant. Like, he, he can't throw them out of the game. Yeah. You can be a game and, manager. You don't have to put the team on your back. Just don't throw them out of the game. Yeah, and that game came down to who's going to be able to score last or put up a scoring drive last. And – like you said, if Lamar can can be more effective passing, we saw in the fourth quarter, I think he was like five for six with 82 yards. Like he was effective and he was able to bring them back and win the game. But we just have to see that, you know, more consistently. And I don't know if the playoff time is the time yeah, to do it on the road. Really, that's why it's hard to really buy in on them because it's, you know, we have to see it first. Yeah. Same thing. Remember when we previewed that Steelers game? Like, mm-hmm. can make those plays from the pocket. Yeah. I haven't been able to see it. But the question, you got to ask, like, what is really contending for a Super Bowl? I-, I would say it's probably like winning one or two playoff games. True. I don't know. And that's, that's why I said no, because I don't think they can go on the road and beat one of those teams. Neither do I. But I still think they're going to be a tough out. And we'll have to see. And another quarterback that, We'll have to see, you know, if he pans out and whatnot, is Jalen Hurts and our first start impressions from him. First things first, I want to give credit to Doug Peterson. I think he did a great job this game of play calling for Hurts, definitely in utilizing the backfield effectively finally. I mean, Miles Sanders was finally incorporated, and what happened? He rumbled for 115 yards. Obviously, 82 of those was on that night. Breakaway run before the half. That was a sick play. And then two scores on the ground. But, you know, I think the success of the of the run game really opened up the game for Hurts to beat the defense with his feet when needed and keep the offense unpredictable. The rushing stats, you know, you could say, if you want to look at the stats, sort of outshine his passing in, in the sense that he had 106 yards on the ground. Those were crucial yards that picked up nice first downs and kept the clock moving. And, you know, his, his, his passing 17 for 30, 167 yards and one touchdown is not eye-opening. But 
all in all, I like what Peterson called. He, I think he played to his quarterback's abilities. They had the read option plays at times, the play action, which again, for the record, you don't need to, have to <laughs> you don't need to have that to run the ball effectively. Hurts, <laughs> uh, I thought he made some really accurate throws, picked up some third and fourth downs when they needed them. One of them was that fourth down when he was blitzed and was able to get the ball to Jeffrey. I mean, Jeffrey made a nice play on it. But nonetheless, he was able to make that play. So all in all, I thought he looked good. I do want to see more from a passing perspective in terms of what his arm can do. And his first start was similar to Tua's first start with the mm-hmm. Dolphins exactly. in the sense that the defense came up huge. Mm-hmm. The five-sack performance, Duke Riley had the interception in the second quarter, which ended up in three points, 10-point lead. And even with three huge losses in their secondary and a few on the front seven, they were able to win this game out. Josh Sweat had that nice strip sack on Hill, fourth and two, less than 10 minutes, which pretty much iced the game because then they went 53 yards and Sanders cashed in. So all in all, defense definitely helped him out. But I thought he made some nice, accurate throws. He he looks like he could be a solid starting quarterback. I mean, obviously, we got to see more, but that's what I got from him. Yeah, we think alike on this. The first thing I was going to say, too, is – Doug Peterson called an excellent game. Yeah. Not sure why Philly fans hate on him as much as they do, but I think he's a pretty good coach. People act like he didn't win a Super Bowl a few years ago. Very true. He's a solid play caller. He's a very good play designer. He did a great job utilizing Hurts the way he should be the way he should be used. Majority of the time they were in shotgun like they always are. They ran a ton of read options, Kenny, like you said. And those opened up the zone runs for Miles Sanders. They had more eyes on Hurts. They constantly ran plays that made him go out the pocket, a lot of boots, speed outs. I really liked how everything they did in the passing game revolved around his legs and mobility. Mm -hmm. And he made quite a few plays with his legs this game. He was fairly accurate with all of his balls. And at first, I thought that early TD to Alshon Jeffrey was an underthrow. Going back and watching Jeffrey run the route, you know, he was running the back shoulder the whole way. And Hertz took an absolute shot, but <laughs> stood strong. And he made the throws, really great throw and perfect ball placement. But there were also a few negatives and some plays he'd like to have back. While he did make plays escaping the pocket, there were times when he left a little prematurely. Yeah, believing. I agree. Yeah, he. but it's typical. But the thing about him was it didn't seem like he panicked. It was more just – Oh, mm-hmm. there's pressure, or maybe there's some pressure. I'm going to run. I'm going to use my legs. Not, you know, he didn't really make bad decisions. He lowered his shoulder on a few of oh, them. Oh, no, he's tough. We <laughs> saw all of his workout videos after his games at Oklahoma. He's, he's a tough guy. But, like I said, he left some plays on the field through the pass. There were a couple times where he just didn't drive it in, didn't let it loose. He probably also should have thrown a pick six in that third quarter. He was late on that out route luckily it was dropped but you know I kind of thought the same thing with Tua it was a super small sample size positives and negatives but it was his first start I'm actually really excited to watch this offense for the rest of the season and see him make some strides mainly from passing in the pocket kind of sounds like the quarterback we just talked about Lamar could be he's just not completely comfortable yet but we'll see what happens with more reps and playing time yeah, Mike, and uh, like you said, we're in agreement, and we'll have to see more from Jalen Hurts. And we'll just keep segueing into the quarterbacks here, since it's a very seems to be a very quarterback-heavy uh, show. 
And that's with Sam Darnold, a guy whose future is definitely in question. Two days ago in a press conference, he was asked if a change of scenery could benefit him. And he said, quote, I love it here. I love living here. I've always said I want to be a Jet for life, but that decision isn't up for me, isn't up to me. Mike, what should the Jets do a quarterback? So I'm not going to lie and act like I know what I'm talking about when it comes to Trevor Lawrence because that's obviously where this question is leading. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge college guy. You know that. I don't really watch much of it at all during the season. Maybe mm -hmm. I'll watch the playoffs and the championship. I don't pay too much attention to it. And I've never really been able to sit down and evaluate Trevor Lawrence. I usually wait until the end of the season and it's draft time. That's, you know, I love during the, I love that time watching all the prospects mm -hmm. and just watching some of the top guys. And I'm really looking forward to watching his game because all I hear in the media and anywhere else you look at that guy, you know, he's special. He's the next big time QB. Best. You should watch Saturday the ACC championship. I really wanted to watch that game against your boys, uh, Notre Dame, but he had the, the COVID situation. Yeah, he'll those, be there this games, Saturday. Those games I'll watch. Those big – I just don't like the mm -hmm. game where, you know, it's 70 to nothing. I just – I don't know how you can watch those games. <laughs> but people were – like I said, people were also saying that, you know, he's a better prospect than Andrew Luck. I can't really say or give an honest opinion yet because I just – I just don't know. And a lot of people have the habit of spewing and copying material and act like they know what they're talking about. But to get to my point, I like Darnold. I do. I'm not crazy about him. But I think he could be solid, and it's tough seeing him in such a horrible emphasis on absolutely horrible situation. I think it's tough to fully give a verdict on a guy who's in this position. The only thing that's worrisome is he'll sometimes miss the easy stuff, like when he finally has good protection or receivers get some sort of separation. He'll miss at times. But it's tough for me to put a lot of stock in that because – being in this situation can mess with your head. you got to have good people and players around you to succeed in this mm -hmm. game. I think most agree that at this level, the QB is a much more mental position than a physical. What, what I mean by that is all the guys in the NFL can make crazy throws. But if their head isn't right and he just doesn't have any confidence in himself, his coach or receiver, I, just, I think it can hinder your play. But mm -hmm. to connect all of this, if the Jets truly believe that Trevor Lawrence is as good as advertised and even more than that, with all the glaring holes on this Jets team, it's tough not to pull the trigger. I don't hate the idea of trading back if you're the Jets and acquiring a King's ransom for that number one overall pick, but everything is different when it comes to the quarterback position. If they truly feel like this is their guy, the best prospect that they've ever seen, then you have to take him. Because if you pass on him and he becomes an absolute stud and Darnold is just average, maybe a little better than average, a lot of people are going to be fired. A lot of people are going to be fired after this year, but even more will be fired if they don't take him and he ends up being everything that he's meant to be or said to be, I should say. Yeah, I, you know, and I really – I genuinely do feel bad for Sam Darnold. Oh, I do. I'm too. on board with you. Like, I genuinely like the guy – I do think there's definitely some talent there, and it's undoubted, man. I mean, he has not had the most optimal coaching in his career. Dealing with, with Bowles, who's a very defensive-minded coach, and now Gase, who's just – was way too gassed up to be a, quote, offensive guru. 
and he's been all because horrible. of Peyton Manning, all because yeah, of one endorsement one from Peyton Manning. Peyton, his track record, I mean, he ranks in the top upper 20s, close to last in the league, did place last in the league for his offensive performance as a coordinator and as a coach. And I think he's definitely had a huge negative impact on Darnold. This whole coaching staff, Greg Williams, all that, the whole nine yards. The team as a whole is not built around Sam Darnold for him to have success. So I definitely think he's been put in a bad situation. Now, you know, that being said, they got some definite good draft stock so far in the first and third rounders that they got from the Jamal Adams trade with Seattle. And like you said, you know, trading back could definitely be an option. But it seems like for Jet fans and for the organization, it seems like they're very set on Trevor Lawrence. Again, you know, new GM Joe Douglas did not draft Arnold. That's another point to add. That's, so, that's a big point. You know, he's he may want to start with a guy who's, you know, looked at as generational talent in this draft. And we've seen how good Trevor Lawrence can be watching the games, you know, especially last year with that crazy season that they had. And it's yet to be seen, you know, obviously if, how he's going to pan out when he gets drafted. But right now it seems like he's going to be the Jets guy. But it's undeniable, Mike, looking at the talent that the Jets have, they need a lot more talent. Oh, yeah. I mean, no pass rush, no no clear good edge rusher. Really nothing. There's really Literally, no real receiving threat. Strength. Crowder's been consistent, but not a star by any means. They probably have the worst receiving core in, like, the entire yeah. league. The, the backfield, I mean, LaMichael Perrin has some upside, but – I mean, they have no running game at all. Bell was a bust for them. Granted, they didn't really use him too well, especially last year. Secondary is really young, but could use some help for sure. There's a lot of good depth in the draft class, specifically with cornerbacks. You know, Pat Sertain from Bama, Jace Horn, South Carolina, to name a couple of them that they could go for. But, I mean, I don't know, man. With the quarterback scenario, you could definitely – I mean – who knows what Darnold's true value is because yeah, we can't, I don't think we can him. say it yet. Yeah, Same the, thing with Baker. Like Baker, it's easy right now yeah. to judge him because he has everything working for him. Mm-hmm. And he still kind of has those issues. So like we, we, we know what he is and Stefanski knows what he, what kind of yeah. quarterback he is. And same thing with Josh Allen, what they're doing with him in Buffalo. You know, mm-hmm. you could judge him now. He's got a number one receiver. He's got a good old line and, he's putting up points and he's putting up yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I feel like Donald, I really do think that with a better fit, like, you know, maybe the Colts, maybe the Steelers, like he could definitely be a better quarterback than he is with the jets. Cause all around, like, like you and I are, are saying right now, they're a dumpster fire as a team. They, they don't really have Horrible. any success on either side of the ball. But I want, I want if you're going to see... answer the question, what should the Jets do? I, I'd say, especially because Douglas didn't get Darnold, just start fresh and make this a complete rebuild to me. Yeah, I, I want to see Darnold on the Steelers, and I want to see Wentz on the Colts. I think those two – That would be interesting. I think those fit really well. And I mm-hmm. think those are just – those are two quarterbacks that just need a change of scenery. And Trevor Lawrence, people think that he's just going to come in and this team is a Super Bowl contender right away. You know, this isn't basketball. Oh, yeah, no this shot. Isn't, 
This isn't, you know, where LeBron can go to any team he wants and they're an automatic, you know, contender for the title. It's yeah. just it's not going to work. It's that a different way. game, you know, like this is Completely a team sport. Game. You're not going to win with the just the quarterback. Yeah, I mean it's the ultimate ultimate team sport and you need pieces around you. I mean Clemson, he's got great O-line, great receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, so that the number not, one pretty much the number one running back in the country. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so it's – I'm not saying he's not going to be great because, like I said, I don't really have an – I don't have an honest opinion on him yet. But even if he is as great as he is said to be, he's not going to come in and just make this a 13-3, and 12-4 team. It's just mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen. But, like I said, if they really feel that this is their guy, if Joe Douglas feels like this dude is going to be – the best quarterback in the league for the next 10 years, then mm-hmm. you have to take him. You have to. Yeah, for sure. And I'm definitely, like you referenced earlier, when it comes draft time, we really look into the prospects, this and that. But oh, draft day overall. Oh, yeah. Draft day overall is just fun as hell. So it's going to be that. interesting mm-hmm. to see what happens. But with our final topic here, where do you rank – the Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia in the AFC after the Sunday Night Football win over the Steelers. For me, I'll just say it outright point blank. After the performance they had and how they've been as of late, I think Buffalo is the real deal, man. I, I would place them second in the AFC only to the Chiefs. And don't worry, Mike, I have the Titans at three, followed by the Steelers and the Colts. I don't know if I'd put them at three. The Titans that with that defense. Ah, uh, true, true. But I don't know, man. When you get Henry Steelers offense, going, Steelers that's offense hard to pretty, stop. Yeah, Steelers offense is pretty putrid too. So yeah, and then that's that's what I was gonna say. You know, we look at that game. That's a statement win for the Bills. That was pretty much the Josh Allen and a Stephon Diggs show, proving to be arguably the best trade of the offseason. Getting Diggs. You look at this team, they got a top 10 offense. They got that middle of the road defense. And all in all, they won their past four or five by double-digit margins at that. Their only loss since week seven came against the crazy, incredible last-second Hail Mary from Murray. And if you look at Josh Allen, for all the Josh Allen haters, I've been a fan of this guy, I'm not going to lie. And he's definitely showed some great progress, undoubtedly. I mean, you look at last season – 58.8 completion percentage, 3,089 yards, 20 TDs, nine interceptions, 14 fumbles. Now he's got a 68.6 completion percentage, 552 more yards on the season so far than last year, and 28 touchdowns, nine interceptions, just eight fumbles. So he's done somewhat progressed with the turnover rate, and he's got the talent around him. Diggs has been a monster. Beasley's been Mr. Consistent. They're getting John Brown back. That's going to add some even more electric to the pass game. Running game is solid with the young Montgomery and Moss. And their defense is a middle-of-the-road defense that can do its thing. So that's why I think the Bills, man, you you look at the other teams, the, the Titans, like you said, defensively, they need some work. But that offense could definitely beat you if it needs to. The Colts, their offense is iffy at times. I mean, they've got a great line a solid running back, running running attack. But I don't know about Rivers. I mean, he's been decent this year. The Steelers, their offense is just obsolete right now. 
So I like where the Bills are at. I think they're a very balanced team, and their offense has definitely been lightning as of late. To comment on the what you said about the Diggs being the great trade, it teams can make a trade that works out for both of them. Too many times people want to decide, oh, who had the better trade? You know, who won mm-hmm. the trade? They both won the trade because just Justin Jefferson is going to be a beast. Oh no, I was just saying like and Diggs. Out of the no, trade I know that. that. I'm just saying in general because a lot of times oh, people yeah, it's yeah. still an argument. You know, who won the trade? It, yeah. It both did, you know. No, that was a solid one. Before I answer this question, I just want to say I've been really impressed with the improvement of Josh Allen from year to year. Mm-hmm. Yes, every now and then he has his issues with decision-making, but we haven't seen that a lot this year. Also, in part because his line is pretty damn good and Diggs is a absolute bowler. Mm-hmm. Top five this year for sure. The Steelers' front had their way at times, but they blitz on such a high percentage of their defensive snaps. And I have to say, the Bills' O-line, they won their fair share quite a bit. And that's the best pass rush you're going to see all season, all throughout mm-hmm. the playoffs. I Same with you. I have the Bills at two. I think their offense is just as good as the Steelers' defense. I think mm-hmm. their defense is a lot better than the Steelers' offense. That's why I have them at two right in front of Pittsburgh. The only issue that concerns me is their running game, which – it has been inconsistent this year, but they've been so explosive through the past. I think Josh Allen should – I think he should be in the MVP race because if you take away that firepower in the passing game, how else do they really put up points? But at the same time, this is why I have them just behind the Chiefs. You know, we saw that – we saw the Chiefs pound the rock in that cold, wet game in Buffalo earlier this year. Mm-hmm. The Bills just couldn't do anything on the ground game, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire gashed them all game long. The Bills are 100% legit, but that running game concerns me, especially in these cold December games. If, if they could get a running game going, oof, yeah. it's going to be you know, a tough, tough team to beat. For sure. But who? I have a question for you. Who, who do you think has the best chance to dethrone the Chiefs right now? In the AFC, because they look like the clear-cut number one yeah. in the league. Uh, that's that's rough. I mean, the 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 game against the Chiefs, Bills Chiefs, early in the season, like you said, I mean, the Chiefs can find ways to beat you, depending on that's you know the situation. Really that's They're just really so scary. potent. Yeah, it's it's tough. But honestly, if I had to choose a team. Oh man, I don't think the Steelers no shot because they're they just don't have the firepower to match the Chiefs. The Titans, I think they do have the offense, but I don't Mike, from your perspective, the de- the way the defense is played, the worst third oh. down defense statistically of all time. And you can't have that against it's Mahomes. A joke. It's a you joke. You can't. And the thing is with that uh that AFC Championship game they kind of, they didn't really go down the field and just score really quick. They kind of played our style on us because they, you know, our offense is really good too. We can put mm-hmm. up points. They just, you know, controlled the sticks. Yeah. Constantly moved them. You know, they just – just no pass rush. You can sit back there. You get in a short yard. And that's the problem. You have no pass rush. It's hard for you to be really aggressive with the DBs. So, you leave open yeah. – all the short game. And so I, I wouldn't pick the Titans. I don't think they could beat the Chiefs. If the Steelers, if they just had 
just like something on offense, some sort of consistency, whether it was the passing or the running. Yeah, because they have the defense. Their defense is insane. Their defense. Yeah. I re- I've Even actually, with injuries. I really want to see those two match up. I, I really just want to see that Steelers defense go up against that Chiefs offense. Yeah. But, you know. I don't know. I think, I think the Bills, the way they've been playing, how hot they are, Allen with how he's playing right now, if it's playoff time, I think I think I could give them the best chance. He also had right, right now worst, probably his worst game of the season that game against the Chiefs earlier. Also true, but uh, the Bills they, they definitely tough. because I honestly think the only way you can really beat the Chiefs is just going touchdown for touchdown with them. Exactly, the shooter. I don't think you can kind of play this control the the ball, control the time of possession. I mean, we saw the Raiders earlier this year. They just they just outscored them. You know, they yeah. still put up points, but the Raiders just – they just kept scoring. I honestly – and they always say, oh, no, you can't do that. That's not how you beat them. Well, I think that's really the only way that you can beat them. It's just, you know, you have to be in a game where – it's whoever gets the ball last. Exactly. Win. That's kind of really like the, the, the Ravens Browns game. I mean, I've never seen anything. This offense is just it's so unstoppable. It, it, yeah, because it's like I don't they, know how you stop it. They have great special teams with Hardman returning. Buckers a solid kicker. The speed is just insane. Speed is absurd. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, a rookie, has panned out to fit perfectly with them in the way he could he could receive the football. And then we all know about that receiving core. Like, you double Hill, all right, well, then Kelsey's open. Kel- Kelsey's like, definitely – I honestly – What the hell do you do? I know I, I showed a lot of love to Tyreek Hill a couple episodes ago, but t- Travis Kelsey is just – he's what really makes them unguardable because if you double mm-hmm. Hill, then what are you going to do with Kelsey? You can't leave a line. Yeah. You can't run man. I mean, you can run man, but who are you going to put? You're going to put a <laughs> linebacker on him? That's not yeah. going to work. If you put a safe, if you bring in an extra DB, then all right, that's one less guy to play the run. And they've proven that they can pound the rock now. So it's and Mahomes can make plays himself. I mean, I, it's just I just like, don't know how. You beat, I think you just honestly, I think you just have to hope they have a bad game and mm-hmm. you just outscore them because I don't know. I mean, yeah. the Niners' defense in that Super Bowl, mm-hmm. they did a decent job of containing Mahomes, but then the second half, I mean, Shanahan just blew it. I know. And that defense is great, though. That yeah. was amazing. But I'm if really excited pick- for the Saints-Chiefs the Saints Chiefs game coming up this week because, mm-hmm. I mean, even though they kind of, you know, they had a bad game against the Eagles, this is still a really good defense. And I just yeah. – I, I want to see Breeze so bad. I – I really don't like this whole Taysom Hill stuff. That con- oh, man. Hill. I love gave him that. They gave him that contract, that big contract. I mean, the dude is yeah. he's just not a he's not a quarterback. He isn't. He's he's I want a to see game Breeze. manager at best. Yeah, I, I want to see Breeze against Mahomes. I you know, but and Breeze, man, he has, you know, I'd say a lot to prove coming off the injury because it's his could be his final season. Mm-hmm. And that could definitely be a game that could put the, the Saints in position to, to win the conference. I kind of see this almost, as weird as it sounds, his injury is like a blessing in disguise. Like these past couple of years, we've just seen him 
decline throughout the mm-hmm. season. Once we get to November, December, his just his play starts to go down. His arm yeah. doesn't look as strong, and he's had some time off. I mean, you never know, but I mean, we all know his history of being outside the dome. It's not as great. Mm-hmm. It's not as great as when he's inside the dome. But that game, that Eagles game, was huge because now I don't know if they end up getting the one seed. Yeah, the my my boys Green Bay, they're right there, and they have a pretty winnable schedule. Except the Titan, that Titans game, that's gonna make or break the one seed for uh, uh, Green that, Bay. That should um that should be a win. I they're not going to touch Rodgers all game. At the same time, though, not your offense play. is potent enough. Henry, it's true, get him it's rumbling. True. It's we true. could very with Petten in the run defense. I mean that that could give me nightmares. It is like, true. It <laughs> is true. But I, at the end of the day, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers not being touched over anybody in the league. So I I think they'll I think they'll get the first. I think they'll get the one seed. And this yeah. is, they got it. They got to make the Super Bowl this year. This is the year, especially if they get the one seed. Green Bay, you're talking about yeah, Green Bay. Robin, yeah, man. Great Rodgers is at Lambeau. Late in the year, oh my lord! The, the, the most efficient offense in football right now. This would be like the biggest. I mean, just next to the Chiefs, throw it in your face to the, uh, you know, the franchise with Rodgers if he can win a Super Bowl. Oh, this year. that just, would be incredible. You know that we I'm, we still haven't talked about. I think we have a little bit of time right now. We still have not talked about that. Those draft picks that they made oh, my in the lord. first and second. I mean. I'll I'll say a couple of things and you could go, but it's just <laughs> this was this team this roster is so good, you know they knew they we knew they needed weapons, and in the first round you draft Jordan Love, who you know who knows how good he's even gonna be. Are mm-hmm. they with that pick? Are they trying to push Rodgers out? You know we don't. They must if he doesn't end up being like an absolute stud. You know, it's going to look really bad because it's going to look like a almost like a petty move against. Robert, yeah. You know, and then and then the, the second one, I'll never under AJ Dillon, <laughs> the back third string running back. Uh, I don't, I just don't get it. You missed out on two, you know, guys that can contribute right away for, you know, moves in the future. Even though you mm-hmm. have an older quarterback who's still. I don't know, still top two, top three, definitely. And you just, you make those picks like that. I just won't understand it, but I know you. I mean, the thing that, that is crazy to me and that I love is that Rogers took that with a grain of salt, said he had his fair share of bourbon that night. (laughs) And it seemed like it lit a fire under his ass. And he's playing to me like he is the MVP. I mean, to me right now, he, just he looks like he's the MVP. He's happy. There's obvious, and he have chemistry with Lafleur. You can see that. Exactly. And now imagine, like you just said, they took those two picks and weren't complete fools with that, and they got another weapon for Rodgers. With already how good he's fit into the system, how well he's elevated everybody around him, and they got a guy like maybe a Justin Jefferson, you know, or a Jerry or Jerry Judy maybe in that offense. I mean, that would be scary. But, yeah, I mean, the draft, I was disgusted. I mean, that's just – to me, that was like a, we're giving up on you, Rodgers, by getting your successor in the first round. 
every Packer fan thought, all right, we're either going receiver here or we're going oh, no. a linebacker, another addition to the defense. Which and just did. Then the second pick, you're like, all right, it's going to happen now. Like you said, why why'd we get a, a third string running back? It just made no sense from like, day, what the from hell day one. That? From day one, these picks made zero sense. And we get a tight end who's done for the season. And then we get a linebacker in Kamal Martin who's been on and off the field, got COVID, this and that. And then we get Kirksley on the one-year deal. He hasn't panned out for anything. And we lose Martinez, who's a bowler for the Giants. So just a lot of head-scratching moves. But with all that said, I mean, Rodgers has played lights out. And similar to a situation like like we've talked about today, in that your offense can carry you and put up points like the Chiefs, I think that's what Rodgers and this Packers offense can do. They just need the defense to play, like, middle of the road. That's mm-hmm. it. Middle of the road and just tighten up against the run. But to, to end all this, I, I actually have Rodgers as my MVP right now, just above Mahomes. Me too, man. Mainly because, you know, too many t- – I, I look at it as like this – most valuable player. That's what the award is, right? Valuable. Who is more valuable to their team? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. I'm bringing up LeBron again. He could win it, should win it every single damn year because he is the most valuable to their te- to his team than mm-hmm. anyone else in the league. And with Rodgers, it's like you take him off, and then this is a team that's picking in you know the top 15. Yeah, we're where, where the Chiefs. 500 uh, team. You know, where the Chiefs with oh, – I'm sure, pretty sure it was Matt Moore last year when Mahomes got hurt. Yeah. He was putting up points. He was putting up numbers because that offense is just so lethal. You have so many weapons. And mm-hmm. so, and to top it all off, you have Andy Reid, one of the greatest offensive minds in – B&M's had a great season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, he should be – he's going to be a candidate. He should definitely be a candidate for some of these head coaching vacancies for sure but I think that wraps up another episode without Josh the Ace Ace Vito <laughs> of the Casuals Only Football Podcast Mike Speranza and Kenny C and hopefully Ace will join us next week but it's been a good one Mike yes sir peace <laughs>